Welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. I am Warren Munson, the host of the podcast, where founders, entrepreneurs, business leaders and experts from a variety of sectors are interviewed to explore the link between personal and business success. In line with Evolve's principles, we also look at the importance of personal development, accountability and collaborative support in the pursuit of meaningful success. Through the insights of our guests, as well as my own business journey, the aim is to inspire you, the listener, to become better in life and in business. Welcome to this week's episode. Today we hear from Annie Tallboys, a marketing consultant specialising in supporting digital agencies on their growth plan. Annie is also completing her certification to become a fully qualified B-leader. Therefore, this podcast is about everything B Corp. Though B Corps have been around for quite some time now, 15 years in the US, over the past year there's been a significant increase in the number of UK companies either becoming B Corps or wanting to know more about how to become one. Therefore, it's becoming a hot topic and therefore we thought this podcast would be a great way of introducing the topic to you, our listeners. Perhaps the reasons for this popularity are pretty self-explanatory. The obvious effects of climate change and the COVID crisis, as well as the increasingly stark contrast of big corporations reaping huge profits while many of the world's individuals are on the breadline, have brought businesses' culpabilities and responsibilities under the spotlight like never before. And well-informed consumers are reacting to this by doing their own research and placing their loyalties with products and services and brands that have a social conscience and are on a mission to balance profit with purpose. Not only that, other businesses and employees are looking to invest and work for companies they believe in and are more committed to economic sustainability. So, if like me, the principles behind B Corp resonate with you, but amongst other things, you're not totally sure what a B Corp is exactly, or how you about go about becoming one, this is what today's podcast is for. So during the course of our conversation, Annie simplifies the meaning and processes of B Corp. You see programmes like uh, the David Attenborough Blue Planet and things like that, and you go, oh gosh, is there anything that I can do? And I guess it's the same with B Corp. It's, it's breaking it down into small pieces and looking at what's actionable right now. It talks about the positive impact a B Corp mentality can have on a team, especially when so many of us are now working remotely. When you don't have the kind of outside engagement that you'd normally have if you're at the office, like it's a really great way to, to bring your team together and work towards something that's really positive. And describes the ideal B Corp candidate. People that understand that they sit in the boardroom and it's not just simply about the profits and the growth of their business, it's about the impact that they're having and the power, I guess, of their organisation and where they, how they can use that as a force for good. If you want to know more about the services offered by Evolve, then please do go to evolvemembers.com. But for now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Annie, and welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Hi, Warren. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm really intrigued, Annie, to have you as a guest on the Evolve to Succeed podcast because I've had clients, I've been intrigued myself to find out what a B Corp is. I know you're going through the process at the moment of training and qualification and certification to be a B Corp leader. 
So obviously, um, when I found that out, Annie, I had to turn to you and pose a number of questions during the course of this podcast so that I and our listeners find out about what a B Corp is. Sounds good. I will do my absolute best to answer that. So um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm going through the process to become a qualified B leader at the moment. So I'm in the final stages of my assessment. Uh, so yeah, in the next few months, I will be a qualified B leader. Fantastic. So well, I suppose we should just start, you know, it's a phrase I've heard, it's a terminology I've come across, but let's start by giving our listeners just that understanding of exactly uh, what a B Corp is and how that is a movement is progressing in the UK, particularly with the B Lab network. So do you want to just give us some background and insight, Annie? Yeah, for sure. Um so B Corps are uh, businesses that have chosen to put social and environmental performance at the heart of their business. Um, they're legally accountable to balance profit and purpose. Um, and they're all collectively working to build an inclusive and more sustainable economy. So that's the kind of headline. Um, if you go and look on the B Corp website, that's the kind of explanation that they provide. Um, so B Corp is the certification and B Lab is the organisation, the not-for-profit that sits behind that. So they are the engine room of what is, you know, sitting behind the B Corp certification. Okay. And is it, is it a relatively new certification in the UK? Is it Was it led from the US? I mean, yeah. Is there a bit of background to yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. So um, it is about 15 years old as an entity. Um and it's it's definitely it started in the US, um, but it's definitely a movement that's growing in the UK. Um, so globally, there's around about four thousand businesses that are certified B Corps, um, and in the UK, we've just about a week ago hit five hundred businesses that are certified. Okay. Yes, so it's definitely wow. growing. And what type of businesses do they typically be? Are they is there certain industries or is it? And size, or is it generally all size, shape, and um, whatever it may be? Yeah, definitely. So, um, B Corp is kind of agnostic to the type of businesses. So, it doesn't specify what you do, who you are, what you make, what you deliver. Um, the only criteria is that you need to need to have been trading for twelve months, um, and that you are f- a for profit business. So, you can't be, you know, a, a government or um, an NGO they they it yeah it has to be a for-profit business um, lots of people I guess consider it to be about products um, and if you haven't heard of B Corp I suspect if you go home and have a look in your kitchen cupboards you'll start to see the recognizable B the capital B that is on the back of packets um, so people kind of associate that with it's it's a product based thing. It's not. It's for services and product based businesses. Um, but yeah, so the likes of Danone, Abel and Cole, just for things that you might recognise, Cook, uh, Bulb Energy, Etsy, Ben and Jerry's, they are all B corporations. Wow. So that's quite an it's, you know, illustrious list of organisations and companies, isn't it? Yes. So you can be anything from a one-person one entity through to a global organisation. Any any business, as long as they're for-profit, more than 12 months of trading can go through the certification process. So that's an interesting thing to begin with, because we, 
we talk is that for profit piece, isn't it? Because we talk about purpose and we talk about doing kind of good with it. You know, I'd, I'd summarize it as doing good within the community and all of those kind of things and having proper purpose. But sometimes you put that with actually the not for profit organizations, the NGOs, those kind of things. But there's a key factor here it's got to be a business that's set out to generate profit. Yeah, exactly. So the idea is it's using business as a force for good and you can like these companies have demonstrated that you can balance purpose and profit they can work together they can actually support each other yeah so i suppose you're then going let's go through another terminology you're going through the certification training development to be signed off as a b leader what's the role of a b leader and what's a b leader annie well, I'm going to start with um, how I first encountered B Corp. So I'd known about it for some time. And actually, one of the companies that I work with um, made the decision to go through certification. And I was lucky enough to be part of the team that that was going to help support that. Um, and I kind of my eyes were open to it is a complicated process. And there's lots of, you know, terminology that is you know, unusual to people, um, I, concepts that you might not have come across. And my journey was, there must be people that kind of support businesses through this. Um, if you want to make it through, if you want to kind of make it through that pers- that process, you can definitely do it on your own. You definitely do not need a B leader. However, having um, a B leader, if you find that the process quite tricky or you don't have lots of hands within your organisation to support it can be a real advantage. Um, so yeah, a B leader's role is, is I guess, a guiding light through the, the certification process. So they're there to kind of demystify, coach, support um, and encourage through that process. Brilliant. And what's your training been like then? You obviously say it's, you know, a couple of months away from being signed off. You know, has that been quite intense for you? Um, I guess the it's been a bit of a heady mix. So I um, I signed up to, to the course around about, oh, I think I waited nearly a year to get on it. Um, and when they when I applied for it, we were kind of, I think we were in lockdown, just before lockdown three. Um, so my training's taken place this year. Uh, so I have been juggling my, my client work, homeschooling and going through certification to become (laughs) a B leader. Just add a third thing into the mix. So yeah, I don't know where I stand on the answer to that question. Um, but I have to say it, I, I was terrified at the beginning of the year thinking, right, I've got to, I've got all this on my plate. How am I going to make it through? it's been the best thing I could have possibly done because I think it's been really easy this year to be, you know, turn on the news, kind of look at what's going on in the world and, and you know, f- find it a real struggle. However, I got to look at something where I think, right, this is about the future. This is about doing something good where I can really support companies through the process. And it's opened my eyes. I've learned so much. So, so yeah, I'm really delighted, delighted that I, I persevered. Yeah, you can hear the energy in your voice, Annie, the, the excitement and, and the benefit that you think, you know, and you believe it, obviously, in the B Corp movement and what it can do. So that's great. Um, and we've already talked about purpose and we've talked about the company's got to have purpose as well as, you know, 
set out to make a profit and be profit driven as well. But what is purpose driven mean in terms of the B Corp world? You know, we can all have a purpose, can't we? You know, um, Evolve can set out and does set out to bring a community of like minded business leaders together to share and learn from each other. That's a purpose. But is that the kind of purpose that a B Corp has to have? Or is it is there a different kind of fundamental depth to purpose or a specific definition of purpose that a, a business applying to be a B Corp needs? Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Um, and again, it, I think it's something that's a little bit intimidating to businesses. Like, am I going to have to change my entire business model to become certified because if I do that's an, and and that isn't the idea like actually um so the process of becoming a B corporation is you walk through something called the BIA the business impact assessment um which is in a in a rough uh, I'll give you kind of a top level it's 200 questions that explores I think of it as like picking up stones and looking at every aspect of your business. And there's five key categories. um, And those categories are governance, workers, community, environment and customers. So it's looking at what are those key key milestones in your business and and what are you doing? Like it's lifting the lid on everything and it's looking at what is best what does best look like and then exploring and where are you at and it's not it's it's tricky because when I've taken several businesses through it and they're kind of they've got every intention of doing the right thing but when you lift some of those stones you go oh but I'm not doing that but I wish I was doing that and that's the idea it's it's there to encourage not to judge it's there to encourage you to to make changes that are only going to have a positive impact on you as a business and people and planet okay so it is about best practice and it sets some standards to set out to achieve in that assessment process is that a fair yeah absolutely so um i don't know if you're familiar with the un sustainability goals but yes yeah okay so the idea is that the business impact assessment is linked to the sdgs so there is actually a process that's tracking between what your business is doing, right. what best looks like, and how that has an impact on those goals. So that, but this is quite interesting because I've got a few clients and a few businesses and I've looked at ourselves that sometimes an organisation picks one of the goals to work towards. The B Corp assessment assesses how you're progressing against a wider scope of those UN goals, I assume. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I am relatively familiar with the UN Sustainability Goals. Um, several of the companies that I I work with kind of have those as, as key KPIs within their business, I guess, or as you say, look at a particular area, but they're very, very high level. Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to solve, you know, challenges around education globally or, or water or pollution? Like... And, ha- and what can I do today sitting at my desk that's going to have an impact on that? The gap seems absolutely enormous. Um, and I guess what the BIA, the business impact assessment does is kind of break that down into to small steps of what you can do. Like, what are you doing and how could we do it better to have a kind of better impact? 
And I suppose that means, therefore, if collectively, if more businesses become B Corp certified or even go through the process and therefore improve those marginal gains things just slightly. Yeah. Yeah. It it heads towards actually those sustainable goals being achieved on a global basis, doesn't it? It's just small improvements cumulatively can have a big effect, can't they? That's right. And like my eyes have been open in the last couple of years. I I work with um, impact focused businesses and I guess um, you have a bit of a revelation when you start to get your head into this world of you kind of look at the world around you and see what's going on. And it's it's pretty intimidating. Like, And I think a lot of people go through that process of, oh gosh, and you see program, programs like uh, the David Attenborough of Blue Planet and things like that, and you go, oh gosh, is there anything that I can do? And I guess it's the same with B Corp is it's breaking it down into small pieces and looking at what's actionable right now, what you can do, what what marginal gains. I love that concept. Um, it is exactly mm-hmm. marginal gains. How, how can we make s- small st- steps towards something that's good? Yeah, fantastic. And I suppose at heart, I'm an accountant, so I'm going to have to ask this. <laughs> so what... Any experiences of what have you seen? What's the financial impact of becoming a B Corp? I mean, does it does it reduce profitability? Does it lead to more customers because you're recognised as a B Corp? You know, I suppose there's a commerciality to it as well, isn't it? Everybody, you know, most business owners, leaders with a conscience want to do good, but they kind of want to understand is that doing good? What cost does it come out and what benefit is there commercially? I mean, that's the hard and fast world of of the world in which we live I suppose Annie isn't it so any experiences yeah of course and there's always that kind of balance um, and I've had lots of those conversations what I would say is if you approach this from a point of view of if I go through B Corp am I going to be you know looking at exponential growth or huge profit like I wouldn't do it I don't think that's the right way to enter into the process Um, there is you know, research around what the impact of becoming a B Corp and definitely this, the early indications are there that as consumers become more conscious as, um, you know, service orientated businesses, B2B stuff, um, uh, we're all becoming more conscious about the way that we buy. And that is that is a huge growth area. Um, so I guess I would balance that into it. But yeah, I would I would definitely not look at this as a process of how am I going to grow? However, I think the entire BIA, the um, assessment process is designed to only improve your business. It's not there to, you know, detriment it in any way. It, it's only there as a, as a force for good. Um, so, yeah, I try and balance those things, I guess, if you're if you're at the start of considering this. So I suppose through doing such things, Annie, is the business uh, impact assessment, you're going to come up with the five areas and, and review. But one of those, for example, could be the team. I think you talk about team members, employees. And I suppose one of the benefits an organisation can get is by doing the assessment, perhaps particularly in these times, they can see areas in which they can improve the engagement of the team, the well-being of the team. Is that a good example of one of the benefits that might come through um yeah applying to be a b corp yeah absolutely so i think it's it's really interesting that um during the past year 
B Labs are reporting that they've seen a two-third increase in the amount of companies, organizations applying to become a B Corp and going through the process. Um, they're not entirely sure why that's happened, um, but they're kind of speculating that organizations have kind of made the decision to use this time wisely um people do have more time you know mm-hmm. working from home they're not commuting um so they're kind of using that time wisely within their teams and potentially it's the teams driving it themselves um and what what they believe is happening is that people individuals and organizations are seeing it as a way to galvanize their company a reason to believe like it makes complete sense when you think of it like that um and one of the recommendations for going through the um bia is that you actually create sub teams um and it's not just you know your head of operations or your md that that leads the process and everybody else just gets to hear that you're a b corp is actually take them on that journey with you um so it's it's something that you know when you don't have the kind of outside engagement that you'd normally have if you're at the office like it's a really great way to to bring your team together and work towards something that's really positive yeah and i suppose that that sense of proving that you've got a true purpose beyond profits absolutely does help with that engagement that understanding and i suppose that could lead on to that question about you know the younger generation you know perhaps the white generation and all of those kind of things do you think is it companies do you think that have got kind of a very strong workforce that have a younger generation that are going forward for the B Corp certification status, or is it generic? Do you think that younger generation, because they're more socially conscious and responsible, they're instrumental in perhaps driving some of this change and their organizations they work for to become B Corp? You, you know, how do you think this sort of generational kind of piece is impacting now? I think it's really relevant. Um, so, certainly with the organizations that I work with, um, people are making conscious choices in every aspect of their life and I definitely see this um in in uh, you phrase it the younger generation um that people are are more aware of of what they buy who they work for and what the values of those organizations are and they realize that their time is actually a really precious resource and they want to invest it into companies um into their employer that actually has really a strong moral compass. Um, I see that definitely within the businesses that I work for. Um, and also um, uh, many of the B Corp businesses um, that have come through in the past 12 months actually say it's a massive recruitment driver for them. Actually, you know, in a, a, a sea of, comp- you know, really competitive market when you're looking for the best people, the people that come forward and say, actually, you're a great company. I know that um, you're a B Corp or you're going through that process like that gives them a competitive advantage. Um, so, yeah, I think for lots of reasons, it, it's definitely you're we're making the link here between younger generation and B Corp. Uh, anecdotally, I think it's it's definitely there. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I suppose that, yeah, it all comes back to having that sense of purpose, doesn't it? And that that accreditation. And we all say that we run businesses that we do it with a greater purpose, or we want to be part of the community or, you know, big corporates talk about CSR, don't they? And hardly ever live those CSR values that they portray in their accounts and that. But actually, the B Corp thing is a process. And if it's a certification, and you go through that assessment, then it's actually a proper rubber stamp to say, we're here, we truly stand for this. And, you know, we've been assessed against some consistent values. Makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And I suppose that can lead on to that question about it's okay. Like You look at this in some other standards, don't you? You go through the process, you become certified, you become an ISO standard, you know, 9001 or whatever it may be. Um, but you're done then and maybe two three years down the line you're reassessed what's the ongoing um kind of assessment process and how do businesses that are b corps assess their impact year on year or do they not have to i mean is it one of those that once you're certified you're done or what's the ongoing piece to say this truly stands for something yeah absolutely so um once you're a qualified b corp business um you have to produce an annual impact report so that again uses the BIA framework um, and you are legally obliged to produce an impact report about what your business is doing and what kind of internal factors external factors um, you're having around impact and then there's a recertification process as well so it's 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 pretty tough. Like I would definitely not say it's, it's an easy process to go through. Um, but I also getting a sense of, of businesses that are in this mindset, when you put these challenges forward, it's not a challenge for them because actually if you're impact driven, these are just things that obstacles you need to overcome. And that's fine because it's going to make your business a better business. What questions should a business owner now listening to this ask themselves to perhaps assess whether they're suitable and ready to become a B Corp? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think you need to have had a little bit of a eureka moment, I guess. Um, if you're a business that's that's moving along, making a great profit and everybody in your boardroom is purely focused on that profit, um, I would say it's probably not right for you. However, if you're a business that is looking beyond that to how can we do something good with, you know, what we're doing every day, how can we create good in the world and make a profit at the same time? And those two things come together. I guess they're the things that I would be asking at the beginning of a process. Um, a lot of people don't come to B Corp in the first instance. They look at, okay, we really need to consider our sustainability overall as a business and B Corp is a framework for achieving that um, and as you get into the process like your eyes are become more and more open to the possibilities um, and all of a sudden you go from how can we get to the level that we need to become accredited to how can we become a better business and they're really really different mindsets yeah I like that how can we self-improve how can we get better and I suppose that's part of the application process, isn't it? You may look at it and you may go through the initial assessment and think, actually, this is for us, but we're going to work towards something in 18 months, 24 months time. Is that 
an occurrence that occurs or yeah, do you so think most businesses just become focused on let's go for it? Uh, I think people come at it for different reasons. Um, what I would say is I'd, I'd urge any business to try it. Um, it's a free tool. Um, there's no cost to just giving it a go and going through the question set. Um, I'd set aside at least an afternoon to do that, probably a day. Um, and then you probably won't be able to find all the answers to the questions there and then. But what you can do is get a benchmark and a feel for, okay, how do we measure against the BIA? Um, and therefore, what improvements would we want to make, not have to make? You don't need to, you know, point score on every single element of it. But what areas is it kind of drawing us towards that we think, yeah, actually, as an organisation, that would be the right thing to do. And that's what we that's the path that we want to walk. Okay, so there's an online tool. And what's the website that that tool is on? So if you look at the B Corp website, there's an area, I think it simply says, get started or take the assessment. Um, and it it's there, you literally have to put in your email address and a couple of details, and it'll take you through it. And there's no commitment. Some businesses just use it as a tool to explore the possible. Um, they don't go through the full assessment, they don't become a B Corp, they just use it as a tool to 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 measure what good looks like and make small improvements and that's fine too like it's there for that too it's marginal gains again marginal isn't it it's gains. back to if if people do the assessment if they yeah they then go away don't go for the full kind of certification but they make small improvements that makes the world a better place doesn't it exactly and hopefully and hopefully their organizations are, are an organization that adds more value to their community so yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, it's a commitment, uh, both inspire and evolve. We're going to go through that assessment. If there's a free online tool that can make us a better business. We need to go and do it. So listeners, that's my commitment. Are you going to, I quite, I challenge you listeners to go and find the online tool and take, you know, go through that assessment process. So somebody that uses the online tool, I've challenged our listeners to use the online tool. They think actually, you know, we actually think we score reasonably well here. Um, we would like to do more about and find out more about or go through the certified certification process. What are the next steps and what does that kind of certification process actually look like? And you're a B leader, so I assume people can tap into you and your resource and will become a B leader to actually help them through the process. But what does the process really look like? Yeah, okay. So to get to a point where you can go through assessment, um, you need to be scoring 80 points or above. And I would stress that, like, I try not to think of the 80 points as being, that's where we've got to get to. Like, there are businesses out there that are scoring 150, you know, and, and looking at what what does amazing look like. Um, okay. But yeah, that is the minimum level. Um, once you've submitted, um, there is an evaluation process. Um, so there's an evaluation team. They kind of scrutinize what's been provided within the BIA. Um, you need to evidence. Um, so there's certain policies or information that you need to provide through that process. And it, once it's verified, you become a B Corp organization. There's then a legal process to change your articles of association. Um, and once that's happened, you are a B Corporation. Um, so yeah, that is the process. Sounds sounds nice and tidy, doesn't it? Um, that process can take anything 
from it it really is how long is a piece of string because it depends what your original score is what type of business you are what changes you might need to to make to get to the 80 plus point um but i kind of would talk to a business about that being a absolute minimum of six month process but more likely a 12 month process depending on on their business and complexity so that sounds like quite a lengthy process so does it become a distraction for a small business? They're going to have to kind of set aside, commit resource to it over that six to 12 month period, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I talk to the companies that I work with about creating a team and looking at the progress that you're making on a kind of bi-weekly basis. Um, so setting up like a, a system for doing that and a project team is a really good way to do it. Um, but in terms of financial commitment i would say it's pretty minimal it's more about time um and and changes that you might need to make within your company um i'd say that's that's the the real investment um the b labs make it cost effective for businesses if you're a small business you know it's the the rate start at about 500 pounds it's not an ex, you know financially it's not a yeah. hugely expensive process it, it's time and you've got to be ready to make change to your business because we'd all need to make change, wouldn't we? Yes, yes, definitely. Be open-minded to that. I suppose you, I may know the answer to this now because you talk about this scoring process um, of a minimum of 80 points. But if you're in a contentious sector, maybe fossil fuels, something like that, um, you know, or is there still the ability to become a B Corp, you know, because you score high in other areas? Or is it just that if you're in certain sectors, it's just a no-go? That is a tricky one. Um, I guess there will be some sectors. Fossil fuels is probably up there. Um, and if you're an international arms dealer, I'm not sure how that goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure you get many points for that. An interesting life, maybe. Not, a very, not with very high morales. But yeah, I don't think you're setting out to be a B-Corp, are you? But plastics would be another one, wouldn't it? Probably fossil fuels, fuels may be a bit extreme. But plastics, yeah. you know, business that uses a lot of plastics may be a, a better example. Yeah, for sure. It's in It's... There are no-go areas. It tries to be agnostic. It tries to be non-judgmental in its process. Um, I would I would just urge a business to, if, if it interests you, if it's a, a route forward um, and something that you believe in, to, to give it a go. Definitely, we'll look at that stuff. Like there, you can't hide. There's not areas that you can kind of hide. And as you as as the um, you walk through the framework, that makes more and more sense. Um, but you just answer really, really honestly. It's not about what you want to be doing tomorrow. It's about honesty today and it driving you to to make positive change. Yeah. Okay. And I suppose it's a, it's a big question, this one, probably not one for you, probably one for those behind uh, the B Corp itself. But how do you think we're going to ensure that this B Corp movement certification process doesn't just become another kind of competitive networking kind of platform and a status symbol for business but that it has real meaning yeah it's so true and I'm very mindful about greenwashing like I'm very mindful and I think that there are definitely lots of businesses that are are sort of jumping on the ethical standpoint and seeing it as a marketing tool um 
and it's something that I try to avoid and organizations that when we start working with each other I will ask some questions that that brings that to the forefront like why why do you want to do it what what why do you want to embark on this process and if one of the answers is you know we think our customers will love it or help us grow then it's probably not right for them or me um so so yeah i think that's definitely a consideration and what answer do you expect when you ask that question if somebody's saying it's all about growth and customer acquisition what answer do you want to hear when somebody when you ask that question as to why they're doing it I guess I'm looking for a because it sits with the values of our business, um, because it's the right thing to do. And I think, you know, I've heard some amazing stories about companies. Um, an example, I'm not going to mention who they are, but it's a beauty brand, um, you know, making cosmetics uh, and they generate a lot of plastic. And there's a lot of kind of negative aspects of the process of the waste that was produced and the MD of that organization walked in one Monday morning and he'd been enlightened like he'd had that eureka moment and he said unless we can completely change what we're doing and the impact it has on the planet I'm going to close the doors and it's when you find those moments when you find those moments and you can look for okay well how what's the is is there a framework that can help me improve make changes like that's what you're looking for like to support people like that it, it, it is the ideal moment but yeah people that understand that they sit in the boardroom and it's not just simply about the profits and the growth of their business it's about the impact that they're having and the power I guess of their organization and where they how they can use that as a force for good they're the people where it really really works Brilliant. It's great to hear you. You know, thank you for sharing your passion today. I suppose I'd I'd start to round up with the question around, you know, what does good look like for Annie and what she's doing uh, around the B cert, being a B leader in five years' time. Where would you have liked to have taken this? What does good look like for you? Gosh, these are big questions. Okay, so I guess personally, like I've definitely had the eureka moment. Um, and it's really interesting. So I have two young children, an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And to hear them start to, I guess, the work that I'm doing filters down. It naturally does. You talk mm. about it, they kind of hear that. And my little boy has decided that he wants to be an engineer and he's going to invent vehicles that are powered by rubbish to save the world. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He also loved Minecraft and football and he's a normal like kid. He's a normal child as well. (laughs) (laughs) But those things like that's the power of 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 being a parent, I suppose, and and the work that I'm doing, like that drives me. Like just those those little snippets at the dinner table, like that's why that's the stuff that, that really gets me going. Um but also I guess from a kind of consumer perspective, um we're in a really fortunate position that we get to walk into the supermarket and we buy milk and eggs and we know it's safe. It's safe to drink, to eat, you know, everything that you can buy. Um, I guess I want that standard for ethical, the ethical nature of a product as well, 
to know that it's been sourced responsibly, it's packaged in a way that's not going to detriment the planet. Like, I want that to be the standard. I don't want that to be the exception. I don't want it to be, you know, a, a small part of the supermarket that's oh the sustainable aisle that's not what it should be it should be absolutely everything that we come into contact with it should be the insurance provider that we work with it should be the energy company that we work you know that we we have it should be everything that you see in the supermarket it should have a planet and purpose aspect to it so yeah some grand grand aspirations i suppose brilliant fantastic what the interesting thing is i think is for us in service businesses, because I think product businesses typically have been more forward thinking on all of these matters for a number of years in some way, shape or form. But I think service businesses, we are behind the curve. I agree. Sorry. In financial services, I did have a little look. Um, so you can actually go onto the B Corp website and you can look at all businesses who are certified. And I looked at kind of professional services and finance and stuff, and it is so underrepresented. Now, because I'm a, I'm conscious, uh, I was actually talking to a financial advisor this morning about my um, own business insurance, and I said, "Don't present me with options in this. You can you can present to me the value of of these businesses, and that they have an ethical standpoint." I think I'm the exception right now. But I think it's growing and I think the demand is there. It, and the other thing is B Corps support other B Corps. Um, so, you know, there's a network there. It's actually you, there's certain gains to be made if by by working with other companies because straight away, you know, your suppliers have been through the B Corp process. So naturally the movement grows. Um, so yeah, I would I would challenge you on that one, but um, it's it's a it's a good thing to do, um, and definitely there's some competitive advantage there right now, but I don't it won't be there forever. <laughs> no, perfect, a great end to the podcast, Anna. Anna, you've been a fantastic guest on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. If people want to learn more about Anna and B Corp, where can they go? They would find me on LinkedIn right now, but um, there is a Bee Leaders directory and in the next couple of months, I will be appearing on the Bee Leader directory and you can see all about me there. Perfect. Annie, thank you for being a guest on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So there you have it. There are two things I hope you've got from this podcast. A clear idea of what a B Corp is and the process behind becoming one. I think Annie did a great job of explaining that to us during the course of that discussion. And secondly, the significance of the movement towards sustainable and principle-based business practices. The world really has gone through some pronounced shifts over the past year or two, whether it's to do with the environmental impact, social justice, and of course, the COVID crisis. And I think it's vital that as business leaders, we're alert to these societal changes and take the time to make an honest assessment of how we run our businesses and the potential impact, both positive and negative, we can have on our wider world and the communities in which we live. If you want to know more about the services that Evolve offers, then please do go to evolvemembers.com. You can also register there for our weekly insights and newsletter, and also find out about the peer groups, peer networks, coaching and other services offered 
by Evolve, including our lovely co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul. So for now, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode, and if so, please do help us by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to future episodes. Thank you for listening.